Hello, Blackhawks fans, and welcome into the Four Feathers postgame show. Johnny Nani here with Tony Marchese. We are recapping a Blackhawks heartbreaker gut punch 3-2 overtime loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Tony, I think this can only start out with a crack em. Yeah, Johnny, I agree. I already cracked the beer open because uh, I needed it after watching that one. Uh, a heartbreaker. Yeah, that that's there's no better term than heartbreaker uh, for what we just witnessed. Yeah, I go with gut punch. I think we've used heartbreaker uh, or at least some way, shape or form of it in an episode title previously earlier this season. So trying to vary those gut punch uh, is another good word for it. Um, Yeah, a lot to get into uh, with this one. I mean, very, very exciting hockey game. Uh, Blackhawks playing a very good team, an elite team in the Tampa Bay Lightning and held their own uh, for the most part. So we'll get into all of that. Um, But before we do. Listeners, make sure you are going to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and at ONTAP Sportsnet. If you enjoy the podcast, please go subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. So, Tony, uh, like I said, a tough one here tonight on Blackhawks. We're up 2-0 uh, at one point in this game, eventually fall 3-2 in overtime. We'll get to some of the issues uh, that led to this, but overall initial thoughts from you. Initial thoughts. uh, If you take the first two periods, Johnny, I thought the Blackhawks played very, very well tonight against a far superior opponent. Now uh, it, it, I'm just go back to the first series against Tampa Bay and how different this team looked tonight against Tampa Bay. I think it was uh, night and day differences, uh, especially uh, in that second period. Uh, you know, the, the Hawks did prove tonight that they could skate with these guys, that they could, uh, you know, play a good hockey game against them. They weren't going to get blown out tonight. That for sure was not going to happen with the way they were playing. Uh, and I think that uh, the difference in net, Kevin Lankinen, man, that guy made a few amazing saves tonight to keep his team in the game, uh, as well as a few key plays from some defensemen. That's what made it an exciting hockey game. It wasn't a wild uh, scoring affair. This was just a good uh, hockey game against two teams that were skating very well tonight. Very well could have been a high scoring affair though, Tony, when you look at the number of chances and uh, back and forth and the skill uh, that both of these teams possess. So uh, yeah, credit to both goaltenders, both uh, Kevin Lankin and obviously like you had just outlined and uh, Andre Vasilevsky. He was coming in on a three game shutout streak and he it was even longer because he had, you know, uh, from the third period carrying over from the game before uh, when he didn't record a shutout prior to those, um, it was out. It was a long streak. And who the hell would have thought that Ryan Carpenter, my boy, would have broken this open, especially shorthanded too. You know what, Johnny? He has found the back of the net a few times in the last what is it week? Um, I don't know when that last yeah, two, two on Sunday and one tonight. So yeah, so w- Ryan Carpenter uh, has the scoring touch right now uh, down there, and and on the the shorty. I mean that you you called it for for camp for me. But uh, it looks like Ryan Carpenter was the one that came up with it. Yeah, indeed. And, uh, you know, it it was uh, odd to, like, see that because, you know, Tampa Bay – you know, they're a damn good team. You just expect them to be controlling possession all the time, especially when they have a man advantage. Um, you know, well, why wouldn't they? But um, it was Brandon Hagel, a guy we talk about here all the time, Tony, when we're getting into leading into this first goal. He's the one that drives this and carries it into the zone. Uh, he shoots one on Vasilevsky that, you know, sure can be a little puck luck, but hey, you got to get some of those to win hockey games. Shoots straight up in the air 
and he's the one, Brandon Hagel being that, is the one that recollects it and fin- or, excuse me, uh, finds Carpy over a little bit off to the uh, left of him, and Carpenter absolutely snipes it. I mean, this thing, it was top shelf, uh, got in behind that like post that supports the back of the net, and eventually rattled around to behind the water bottle. Tony, I wish the water bottles were still off the thing, like Chell, when you could snipe it and it'd go and explode. Hey, that was cool and tough, man, when you were <laughs> watching uh, water bottles fly off the back of the net. Uh, I do also uh, miss that aesthetic. Uh, that was just a very like a, like aesthetically pleasing hockey thing that uh, I think has gone unnoticed in a while. I like I like that you brought that up. Yeah, I, I mean it's just like you know you see it. It's a video game sort of thing. But guys have done it back when they did, had the looser restrictions, and it's just kind of sat on top of the net. Now obviously they have a holder and it's all in place, and I'm sure it's disinfected every five seconds because of COVID and whatnot. So um, you know that's the way it was. But either way, Carpenter uh, went and did his best to snipe that thing, and that's what opened the scoring in this one. That was in the second period, um, and this is an excellent second period uh, that we're talking about. You know that that shot was uh, shorthanded, the first one that got in, uh, but the Blackhawks. Died dominated possession uh, against a you know elite team in the second period Tony so talk a little bit about the effort uh, and what made them successful in here you know Johnny I think that this was a, one of the best periods of hockey that I watched for uh, the Blackhawks this year when it comes to skating with another team I mean you had guys that were just in the right spots going to the right places the zone entries looked good everything looked pretty crisp for the most part Johnny I don't know if if you noticed anything different but during that period, like you absolutely had a sense that the Blackhawks could walk away with a victory tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning. It looked certainly possible. Uh, it, there was a lot of momentum generated by the boys, and they, they I don't even know how to put this, they looked like a complete hockey team in that period. I think that's the only way I can put it. Yeah, and you talk about, you know, it's like a cocky generality, but the ice is mm-hmm. in that period. And that's what it was, though, because the Blackhawks, you know, when they were in their zone for the limited time that they were, they made nice short passes and had good support to break out. That helped negate whenever Tampa Bay did have the puck in the Blackhawks zone in front of Kevin Lankinen. But then uh, on the other end, they had a sense of urgency and everybody was cycling well. Um, that, that's what helped generate these chances. And they'd eventually get a, another chance uh, that was the first line uh, out here. And this would be the second goal of the game. It was Patrick Kane kind of uh, holding uh, around the between the circles in that slot area, moving around, looking for a little bit of space. You had Pia Suter camped out front of the net. Uh, Alex Trebrinkett going on a drive-by. That's why I like to describe it. And he's the one that eventually gets credit for the tip-in goal there, Tony. Yeah, I mean, uh, man, it was it was an exciting period to watch, like I said earlier. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just scrolling through the uh the actual game log here as we're as we're talking. And there was just a lot of Blackhawks takeaways and and chances during this period. It <sighs> Man, I just keep going back to the end of this game, and I know we have to talk about it, uh, but I I wanted to live in that second period for a long time. I think uh, all Hawks fans are right there along with you. And you talk about takeaways. Um, they showed a great replay in the second intermission of Alex Dabrinkit, um kind of coming from behind on a back check. It was before the puck even exited uh, the Tampa Bay zone, but they were trying to carry it out. And Dabrinkit comes swirling from behind the net and makes a nice little stick lift and gets a backhanded bid on Vasilevsky, which Vasilevsky saved. But still, just seeing that kind of stuff, that is just the epitome of the jump the Blackhawks were playing with in the second. So I think that kind of finalizes that. Um, as we move on then, the third period early on, um, this is where uh, the Blackhawks had some lapses and it eventually cost them uh, because they had the power play 
to start the third period. But uh, Tampa Bay was applying pressure early. You knew they would. They, they were, you know, they, they're an elite team. They have a lot of speed. Uh, they just came out of a 20 year, excuse me, an 18 minute break uh, in between periods. That's how long the intermissions are. And they were pressing uh, on that penalty kill. And they had a couple of chances. One was broken up by Boquist. Uh, before that, I was about to put out a tweet from Four Feathers, kind of praising him a little bit. And before we know it, Jan Ruda takes a shot. Uh, Anthony Sorelli's out front. Uh, originally went to Ruda, former Hawk. Now it looks like it's going to go to Sorelli uh, after they review it on a tip-in shorthanded goal. So uh, the shorthanded giveth, the shorthanded taketh away, Tony. Yeah, you know, I- I'm-, I'm happy you brought up the Boquist play because I also uh, was thinking about getting on on the Twitter and making a comment about his play tonight was it just seemed like his head was there and uh, the defensive IQ looked better than it has in the past. Johnny, uh, I know we talk a lot about uh, the offensive upside uh, to Boquist a lot on the show, but tonight he, he did actually uh, make a few good plays that uh, should have resulted uh, in the puck getting cleared out and, and getting out of there before uh, Ruda was able to take that shot uh, that uh, eventually was uh, tipped in the net. But uh, I was really, really happy with that play right before it. And, and mm-hmm. it was one of those moments, too, before that puck goes in. You see that play from Boquist, and you're like, okay. Like, you can feel that momentum start to slip a little I, bit. Mm-hmm. But, like. <sighs> you know you know what that made me think, Tony? This might be our night. Yes, that's exactly what I was about to say there. I think you put the words uh, there perfectly. Uh, it it did. It felt right there after that play. I think that was like the pinnacle uh, of the night, uh, which was shortly then uh, ripped away from all <laughs> yeah. of us. Uh, but for, for that moment, you're like, wow, Boquist just made an excellent defensive play. Things are just going right tonight. And, and it was uh, – very, very short-lived because it was not long after that play. Because this is only heartbreaker, one... and I just keep yeah. This... Just throw something. Yeah, yeah. You just go reach for the beer there. Yeah, yeah that, that'll help mm-hmm. you medicate it. But as you know, that, that was very short-lived because this is only one the one oh four mark uh, of this period when that Ruda shot. Of course, it's the former Blackhawk, the guy that our uh, panelist Ron Luce loves piling on for pile Jan Ruda um, back when he was with us. Uh, didn't look like he was very much of anything useful, but hey, you get him in a system like Tampa Bay and look, he's playing on the top pair with Victor Hedman. So either way, that was a shorthanded goal. Um, long story short there, that makes it two to one. So not the end of the world there, um, but then not long after at the 255 mark, uh, Steven Stamkos off a draw doing what Steven Stamkos does. Uh, he takes it, drags to the middle, and unfortunately, uh, Pia Suter uh, kind of hits off of his stick and goes in, but I mean, th- that's really not a it's not like a positional breakdown or anything. It's just kind of a wrong, wrong place, wrong time there as we got some good puck luck early on our first goal, Tony. Yep. And it was at that moment that I went to uh, my FanDuel sports book to try and turn the luck around uh, and, and live bet the Hawks. Um, and that didn't work either. Ah, man, that sucks when the on-tap bets uh, can't even propel us here. So um, as we go through the third period, uh, Tampa Bay was really putting it on. You go and look at this Corsi chart here. uh, After that goal that they scored, they were really pressing after this. So the Blackhawks did weather a storm of sorts, Tony. feels like every game that happens, and that's just hockey, I feel like. But when we talk about it here for the Blackhawks, it's weathering a storm. And Tampa Bay really started coming. They're an elite team. That's what they do. But the Blackhawks started generating chances of their own, and they turned the tides a little bit. So I was at least happy with the response on the latter half of the third period. I don't know about you. Yeah, and I think it started to turn around a little bit. Right after that second goal was scored, there was a chance uh, for Tampa 
and uh, Kelvin DeHaan puts a stick out and and breaks up what would have been, uh, I think, pretty much an empty netter uh, from the side off of Palat. Uh, and Kelvin DeHaan makes a big play there. Hawks are able to clear it, get out of the zone, and generate an offensive chance uh, on the other side. I think that was that was kind of that weather the storm moment for me too. Uh, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, it's two two. Uh, I just made I just made a wager. I think that that we can get ourselves back into this and uh, and just put one more away. And I thought right then and there, I'm like, this is Patrick Kane time. This is where you need Patrick Kane, mm-hmm. Alex Debrinkit, one of these veteran guys to step up. Uh, and you know, uh, as it would have it in the third period, they wouldn't be able to do that. But uh, I think that they they started to generate a little bit more a little bit more of a chance there, coming out of the funk a little bit, weather the storm like you said, uh, and make this thing interesting down the stretch. I just want to say now that you brought up Calvin DeHaan, because, you know, we, we are big fans of his here at Four Feathers. If you followed us for a while, know the backstory. I got to meet him in person. Uh, we all have the matching shirts, all of that good stuff. So I need to praise him for just a second here, Tony, now that you bring that up. I agree. In the moment there, absolutely unreal play because Tampa was still pressing at that time. Uh, and that denies a Palat chance that, like you said, probably would have been empty net tap in easy. Tampa Bay goes up 3-2 and that completely diminishes all momentum here. And you're probably not even getting a point out of this game. But I need to say this overall, I will take 44 in red over 44 in white any day of the week. I don't care how you know well Jan Ruda has fit into Tampa Bay's system there. Uh, he was a nightmare for us here. Everybody wanted him out of town. Us, uh, we were very vocal about that in the very early days of Four Feathers. So that's Kelvin DeHaan, 44 in red. Jan Ruda, 44 in white. I'll still take Kelvin DeHaan any day of the week. So another interesting uh, Jan Ruda note, uh, as I was scrolling through during the uh, the second period uh, on the game log, I saw at least one, and I think maybe two, Alex Debrinkit credited with a hit on Jan Ruda. Do you think there's something there, Johnny? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope there is because, you know, maybe maybe Alex Debrinkit remembers that from his early days of being here and just like, oh, my God, why are your turnovers leading to so many pucks in the back of our own net here? Um, so I, I like to think that that's the mindset there, Tony. He he was he did show up. I think that it was at least three or four times. Jan Ruda was hit by Blackhawks players in just that second period alone. I haven't made it through the full game. But it was just interesting to look. I like to look at those things, former players. Uh, and, you know, I can't go back and actually think of of all the hits that happen because some of these may just be off camera or, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, minor things that are credited as hits, but it's interesting to see when you've got a guy like Jan Ruta getting, you know, hit by Alex to yeah, yeah, and you know, with being him, him being on the top pair uh, with Hedman puts him out there more often, so a little more susceptible to that, and a little easier to hit him than I know he's still got. He's a big target. He's a big target, but it's a little bit easier to go and give him a shove than uh, Mr. Victor Hedman because, one, Hedman's more elusive, and, two, Hedman's also bigger, and he could also put an elbow through your skull. So Does this right. just fuel Ron's pylon Ruta? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're just piling on pylon here. So um, either way, let's move through and uh, get to the eventual gut punch here, Tony. Um, they, you know, the Blackhawks, like I said, made a surge back. Uh, he made it interesting towards the end, put on some scoring chances you talked about. Patrick Kane needing to take over. Had a couple of chances uh, that looked good down the stretch there, but um, nonetheless, they could not end up in the back of the net. So we go to overtime. Blackhawks get a point, so that's positive. We can take that away from the night. That's that's good against a you know Stanley Cup caliber team, the defending champions. Uh, my pick to go back and win it all again this year. Um, but you know, o- overtime starts out. Uh, Blackhawks have a few chances of their own. They get possession off the draw. Uh, Vasilevsky makes a couple saves on Duncan Keith out front on tip chances. Uh, Kane 
feeds the cat who hits the post. Goddamn, that would have been sweet. So after Debrickett hits the post, uh, it goes down at the other end, and Mikhail Sergachev, uh, he rings one off the pipe as well, uh, trading chances back and forth. And then there was another complete scrum uh, around the Blackhawks net. Don't even know how Kevin Lankinen saw it, but either way, it stays out. Boquist uh, gets a little help from his uh, goaltender and Pia Suter, eventually winning that puck uh, behind. And the Blackhawks wouldn't have too much going after that. Um, and Tampa Bay controls uh, down as seconds are dwindling. And Victor Hedman carries, 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 waits, 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 spins from backhand, forehand, shoots, 0.1 second left, beats the buzzer, Tony. That's the fucking gut punch. Fade to black. I mean, I, we could just end the episode Metallica. right here. Cue it uh, Yeah, just fade to black. I mean, right there, uh, just absolutely – a gut punch on the night. Um, you know, I wish I was sitting here talking about uh, maybe a shootout loss instead of that. I think it, it hurts more uh, with it being 0.1 seconds uh, going into the net because, again, we talk about video game shit that happens. Uh, this is like a common occurrence in video game hockey where, you know, in the last minute, the puck is just destined to go into the net, it feels like. And that's how it kind of felt right there. 0.1 seconds, it just crosses the line. Uh, you see that the Hawks players still on the ice, hoping that uh, this one gets overturned. It doesn't. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm almost happy that there were no fans at this game because that would have been the worst <laughs> fucking feeling. Oh, walking yeah. out I, of the UC after that, I probably would have just like, I don't know. It, yeah, you 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 say the the toaster bath all the time. Like I mm-hmm. feel like that's that's the kind of feeling I'd have yeah, walking I, out of the I, UC. I, I, I would have been the speed bump in the UC parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's 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 where i was uh and you, get your feeling and in, in your feels after that you know and, and the last thing i have to say about this game because i think the hawks did play well johnny i think that uh uh you know overall in, in a sense um you know i'm not trying to look at silver linings here we, we didn't lose the game uh but you you were correct we got the point but um I guess there's no way around this. This is a silver lining. We didn't expect the Hawks to play Tampa Bay Lightning this well this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, progress. And I think that that's what we've been looking for from this team mm-hmm. for a long time uh, is just progress through this. And, uh, you know, if they come away with a win tonight, did they deserve it? Yeah. Uh, if they came away with the loss tonight, which they did, you know, it, it is the better team winning this hockey game. There's no arguments. Indeed. And, you know, it's learning moments, too, uh, when you talk about, uh, you know, clamping down after you have that lead and you're entering the third period, especially on the power play. I mean, that's stuff that'll be drilled in and we don't need to hammer on it too much because, you know, Jeremy Colladin uh, will go um, off on that, uh, whether that was in the post game or if they do it at morning skate tomorrow, uh, because we are right back at it against the same Tampa Bay Lightning on Friday night. Um, so the uh, last comments here, that last goal was actually credited to Kalorn. Um happened really fast. Obviously, people are going for the review instead of uh, looking at the replay too much of who tipped it out front. It's just did it cross the line. So Kalorn uh, was the one out front that tipped it, but it was Hedman shot. So there's that. And then, like you said, the takeaways, I, I just look at perspective, you know, look at the first game of the year that the Hawks played. And, you know, we talked about it on our last episode about that kind of being preseason mentality a little bit, um, but just complete 180 
uh, of where they were from there. A uh, complete, more structured team, uh, much better effort. And uh, I still can be proud of the effort that they gave through the first 40 minutes um, because that that is something that is hard to do against a team that is as fast as the Tampa Bay Lightning. So um, I don't know if you had any other final thoughts on this game, and then we can move into Friday night's matchup. Final thoughts, and I don't know if I'm going to do this, uh, but I, I, I guess I am. I saw a lot on Twitter after the loss that uh, you know people were blaming Jeremy Carlton uh, for third uh, third period matchups. Um, I don't know if I really buy that one, Johnny, and I don't mean to extend this one out. We've got a quick turnaround, but I'm not sure if I buy that one all too much. I've seen Jeremy Carlton be a lot worse uh, than he was tonight, um, and, and you know. <sighs> It's weird coming from me because I'm the first person that's going to go after Calton for like everything. Um, and, and maybe I'm just happy with the progress that this team's made, but I, I'm not really buying it in this one. Uh, yeah. And it's, you know, this is still happening. First of all, the first one was shorthanded. So that that's on your power play unit. And, um, yeah, I credit the lightning too, just for having an incredible sense of urgency, uh, coming out of the gate. So you, yes, you should have expected that Morrissey. Jeremy Calden's front, I would blame more on the uh, not having your voice ready to go um, right out the gate from the start of period number three. Um, so that, that's where any criticism would lie for me when you're talking matchups and stuff. Uh, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, the Stamkos line out there for that second goal that ends up tying it up. Um, and you have the first line uh, for the Blackhawks, so maybe not your best defensive uh, effort there. But guess what? David Kampf and uh, crew can only play so many minutes. And go ahead and look at the shift report. I don't have it up in front of me, but I would imagine they would have played a shift very soon after. Otherwise, they would have been out against him for a defensive zone draw. That's it. Yeah, uh, that's that's all I've got on this one, Johnny. Let's move into tomorrow. Yeah, uh, so we're right back at it, as I mentioned, against these same Tampa Bay Lightning uh, on Friday, March 5th, another 7 p.m. Central Time start. Game will be on NBC Sports Chicago once again. Same setup as tonight. Um, so, you know, uh, did same, same team uh, back here. Uh, second half of a back-to-back, Tony. Um, what are your keys to victory? Keys to victory? Uh, I think I've said this one a million times. Play 60 minutes. Uh, you played 40 tonight very, very well. Um, and in fact, you in the overtime, if you include that in there, there was another basically five full minutes, uh, well, four minutes and 59 point, you know, whatever, uh, 99999, you know, do all the math on that one. They played another full good five minutes of hockey there. Uh, there, were, there were some lapses. The third period wasn't all bad. Uh, you had some bad puck luck. You had some good puck luck tonight. But uh, I think I'm going to say, make your own puck luck. Let's get Patrick Kane in a multiple cold game uh, tomorrow night, uh, and uh, let's let's win this one. I'm going Kane with the stick to click, Johnny. I'm just going to give it right out of the yep. right out of the gate there. Uh, yep. I, I like it. And I, I like your uh, sort of, um, you know, keys to the game there. Mine are just going to go to special teams. Uh, you're 0 for 2 on the power play tonight. That's one more opportunity than the Tampa Bay had. So luckily, you know, you scored on their one power play opportunity. But hey, uh, let's start converting on these. You know, I get that mm-hmm. stat head from uh, Hockey Reference every day. Blackhawks are still top of the league in power play. Let's get that motherfucker rolling again like come yep. on let's get some just fucking crank it from Kubalik. let's get some cat you know uh, across the seam passes from kane uh let's set up one timers we, we really really need to get that going again if you're going to score and beat an elite team like the tampa bay lightning so um i like your pick there um with patrick kane at showtime baby friday night uh prime time love it I'll, I'll go off to the wing and a little bit lower in the lineup and go with uh matthias yanmark uh guy, guy was buzzing a, a bit tonight uh, he plays the right way he gets in there and he can body 
some of these bigger Tampa Bay forwards. So uh, I'll go with Matias Yanmark, uh, probably recording an assist uh, if I'm going to get on the score sheet for my stick to click. But hey, uh, never count him out for a tip in or a rebound chance either. That's that's about it. Love it, Johnny. Always a pleasure talking Blackhawks hockey with you. Uh, we're not happy humans tonight, but uh, we're going to drink beer anyway. Yeah, uh, we're going to drink beer anyway. Uh, we told you at the beginning where to find us, uh, where to go, subscribe, rate, review, do all that good stuff, and uh, go check on tapsportsnet.com for all of your Blackhawks needs. So, Tony, uh, let's crack them, get out of here. Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks.